There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi folks, welcome to episode 22 of Ugly Pop Odyssey. Today we're going to be tackling a film that is the favourite of many people and the favourite of many of our listeners, having talked to them previously, is The Shawshank Redemption, starring Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman and directed by Frank Darabont. We just thought that this would be a nice wee one to take on because we've got some contrasting opinions on it. So hopefully you enjoy it, and hopefully we don't receive too much abuse online for our comments. Cheers! Evening all. Happy Easter Monday. He has risen. Have you heard the good news? I think people are <laughs> going to be very confused when they're listening to this in the middle of May. Oh, who gives a fuck? I, <laughs> just me now. I, I don't even know what number it was on. Is the good news, uh, is that about the big man, JC? Mm hmm. Aye, I heard about it now. Fair play to him, by the way. He rose after three days. How long did it take mm. you to rise again, considering we postponed this due to your inability to cope with a wee hangover? Shocking. I have no rose yet. I mean, J- JC had a mad one on the Thursday night, was brutally killed on the Friday and was back up and wandering about again on Sunday. I know, he's, what can I say, he's a better man than me. <laughs> what would the what must our listeners think about us beer-guzzling... Um, Neanderthals, if you can't even handle one <laughs> night of drinking, we have to postpone a fucking episode. Technically, technically, it was like two days of drinking. Oh, well, there you go. Heard it here first. <laughs> so I'm actually know the bad one in terms of drinking, then it's actually you. It went over two days, so... Oh, so you were up right. by midnight, is what you're saying? I was up by midnight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice one. So, will we go on with things? We ready? Is everybody ready to go? Mm-hmm. Born ready, mate. Well, well, I tell everybody what the hell's happening tonight. I uh, no, I I go for it. I think you should. I think I should. <laughs> Aye. So, <laughs> so tonight's episode, uh, the film is the Shawshank Redemption, uh, nineteen ninety four, prison flick. Um, a lot of people's a lot of people love this film. It's a soft spot for a lot of people. Will uh, I think it'll be a popular what, one. 
Ah, definitely, man. It'd be interesting to see what people think. So, uh, give you some of the numbers to start with. Um, 9.3 on IMDb, 91% Rotten Tomatoes, 80% on Metacritic. Um, it was directed by Frank Darabont. I believe that's how I believe that's how you say his name. Um, it stars Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman mainly, and a few other sort of familiar faces, semi-familiar faces. I would oh, say. Oh, there's loads of them in it. Aye, yep. uh, loads of like loads of guys. Like, oh, he's in that. Like, aye. hundreds of there, guys. Um, so I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, had a budget of twenty five million dollars. Um, some interesting stuff about the about the funding with this. Well, not so much the funding, just in terms of how much money it made. Uh, at the box office, it eventually made $58 million um, after a somewhat rocky start. So yeah. it was a bit of a, a failure to start with, surprisingly. I don't know if you guys know much about this at all. I think I think they, uh, <clears throat> they had to re-release it into cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, after the Oscars or something. Went up. I think it, it, it's, it's one of those really... It's one of the the kind of earliest ones I can think of other than like see stuff like the video nasties like Evil Dead and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's one of those films that really became popular after it came out on video yes pe- people were renting it and then it just spread word of mouth and well if you think just... about it 1994 um, I mean I don't know if I, there was obviously there could have been a thing in terms of the competition I was reading there obviously perhaps it was um, it's a mental year those... for films Aye, one of those unfortunate ones where um, you had big competition for other films, but also you know not not the biggest budget in the world. It maybe struggled to to sort of just attract people in general. Um, I don't know. Were Morgan Freeman, Tim Robbins, if they were your two big guys at the front, were they going to make it a huge flick? I don't know. Well, if they wanted Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise, it's a bit yeah, come down. Aye, aye. well, <laughs> not there you not. Go. In- terms of acting quality but in terms of star power I but aye exactly and I yeah. Morgan thinks it's because of the name of the film that people didn't know what it was about so they wanted that hmm. bothered about it because it isn't clear what it's about for the, the title aye I know but then at least they shortened it for the name of the, the novella aye I didn't know that uh, it was called was it? I didn't know it was called that either the the kind of short story by uh, your man Stevie King um, mm, Big Steve Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. So as, yeah. but don't get me wrong. See if they'd have called it that, they may have got a few old timers in, thinking that they were getting something else. Aye, that, that's Aye. the reason why they said not to Is do that it. A, Rita Hayworth picture. Aye, I think uh, um, if you, you can these days, you can call a film whatever you want, like Tenet or something Definitely. like that. And people Aye, and people try and because the internet now, people can just research it all they want. But if you're going to that and you haven't really seen a trailer. Hmm. Well, it's, Aye, really if it's like it. in 1994 where it's either it's either you go and see something in the pictures or you hear the buzz about it or um, or you wait until it comes out in VHS really into it, that's it. Or you and, go to um, the pictures on the night and just pick something. <laughs> like it's a date night or something like that with your wife or something, do you know what I mean? And, oh, the good old Daisy. Mm. I, I wonder I, how um, much they used Stevie King's name in promoting it because by that point there'd been a good few adaptations of his stuff that were oh, kind of pretty well thought of. Loads, aye. So loads. you wonder... Aye, loads be that point, surely. Yeah, but see, see, because it's not it's not a horror. Like, I read a thing the other week, uh, Stevie King was tweeting about uh, somebody met him in a, a supermarket or something once, and they said to him, oh, you're that guy that writes all those horrible stories, aren't you? Aye. And like, he said, aye. And she says, I prefer stuff like more uplifting, like the Shawshank Redemption. 
and he said, "I, I didn't know." I he said, "I wrote that," and she's like, "No, you didn't." Oh man, that would be quite an interesting thing to know. Some of the other like um, more uplifting or positive things that he's that he's written. He probably has to like carry around some sort of evidence that he's actually wrote these things for people exactly like that. It's a copy of the book. Uh, There's a bit in The Simpsons where Marge goes up to him. Remember? Mm -hmm. What's that again? She says, "Remind me when you go back to horror." And he writes Ah. in a wee post-it note: "Remind Marge, re-horror, come back or something." (laughs) (laughs) So I um. In terms of the budget, right, so obviously um, it had some problems. Um, it didn't even anywhere near recoup its $25 million budget to start with. It only made initially $16 million. Now, I don't know if that was on the the first um, weekend. I don't think it won't, won't have been, obviously. Or maybe it was. Um, but it only nah, made 16 Oh, no, there you go. It's during the whole initial theatrical run. Quite mad. Made $16 That is. um, So, never even recouped its costs. And like you say, it wasn't really after, uh, until after the the Oscar nominations and that kind of stuff, because it got quite a few of the people. And then a big, a big re release. um, Loads of VHS came out and people really got got into it, um, which is fantastic. So, and here we are now where it is obviously considered um, a modern classic. and it seems to be, I don't know if I'm maybe being a bit elitist here or not. I've got no like me, is it? But um, is it perhaps um, one of these films that, that, that is the favourite film of like non-film people? See, this is... I don't mean it in a bad way like that, but you know... I was like, nervous about talking about this film. Yeah. And that, that, that thought ran through my head. Mm-hmm. I think that's an absolutely brilliant shoot. It's a very easy answer, I think. See if you ask somebody what's your favourite film. I, I, that's really well, easy. Like somebody could just say that without even thinking. Yeah, but I anyway. Um, so that's the numbers. Shawshank Redemption. Um, shall we move on? So who's who's gain is a wee a summary of of what happens in the film. I'll, I'll do the plot, but see before we jump onto that. Yeah, one of one of the things that I do like is that. Um, like kind of reading back in the history, and Stephen King's just got a great record of doing this. Mm-hmm. He, he sells the rights to a lot of his books for one dollar right. to people who are kind of up and coming and kind of films. And um, Frank Darabont bought the rights for this for five thousand dollars, and Stephen King never cashed the check. I read that as well. It was a good story. And uh, after after the, I think I don't know if it was after the film came out, but it gave him the check back. And framed it, and I think there was a what? message inside that saying, "Use That's this, cool. use this if you ever need bail money." Ah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that really, is awesome. really like that. Yeah. Do you know I mean, what, it's um, on IMDb, so it might be bullshit, but who cares? Well, look, we've, um, sorry, I, I was I was jumping ahead a little bit there because we have kind of missed it. Uh, we've not really spoken about Frank Darabont at all. Um, I was surprised. I, I don't really know much about him, but I was surprised to see that he was also involved with uh, the Green Mile, which I, was, I, which I just burst it laughing at because I was like, "Of course he is, fucking, of course he is." He's uh, he's, like, what, the same? he's such a weird career, mad, mad Frank. Love, he absolutely loves a Stephen King anyway. Anyway, uh, I think I think those are. I'm trying to think what other ones he's done outside. I know he's done The Mist as well, mm-hmm. but other than those three, I don't know if he's done anything that were that. The Mist is that a shit show? Perhaps no. I like The Mist. Mist is, is great. I think it's good. It's it's one of those. It, we'll need to be reminded. See, because it does it doesn't really take itself too seriously. It's some bits. Oh, it's, it's not, so. I'm, <laughs> some of it's like, come Leave on. that for another day. Aye, that'll be another discussion. But 
other than he's Stephen King stuff, I don't know that he's ever really had a lot of success. I mean, he was involved in the first series of The Walking Dead. Ah, and he's get, still an executive producer and all that stuff. They get sacked from it, and there was a lot of animosity there, so I don't know. I don't think he's done much the last couple of years. No, I was looking as well, and I was quite surprised, because he's no, like, absolutely ancient. Like, I don't think he's even 70 yet, is he? Do you know, it's, it is kind of weird, because uh, when did The Green Mile come out? That was early 2000s, wasn't it? 89. Oh, was it 99? Right, so... I think he'd done them I back mean, to there back. Is, there's a handful of folk that are in both, aren't there? You've got the the guy who's Andy's lawyer, and this is one Aye. of the guards in the Green Mile. So um, he is. No, he's, I, he's a prosecutor in this. Aye, the guy, prosecutor. Well, aye. Aye. Yep. He's, a lo- he's a lawyer. The, the lawyer. Aye. Aye, he's in the Walking um, Dead and all that, that guy. Aye. Aye. Isn't, the, isn't the guy who the sort of blonde, blonde heated curly disc, like, there's quite a few guys in here who we're, we're going to talk about um, in terms of they kind of look like other people but the guy who kind of looks like discount Willem Dafoe. Aye, aye like, he's, in the the well. he's in the Green Mile as well. He's in the Green Mile, aren't he? Who's yeah. discount Willem Dafoe? See the guy that's got the speech impediment in this? <laughs> I think I think he's one of the prisoners <laughs> in the Green Mile. Are you talking about Colonel Stewart for Die Hard 2? Aye, that's who it is. Aye. Ah, is he in the Green Mile? Oh no. no, he's known. The, he's um, he's the dad of the wee girls in the green mail. That's what it is. Ah, there you go. That's it. Aye, aye, aye. Aye. That's it. Aye. Hi, folks. Just wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know that you can get in touch with us at uglypulpodyssey at gmail Whether you have any suggestions for films that you'd like to hear us cover in upcoming episodes, or if you have some different takes, opinions, or theories about films that we've covered thus far, we'd love to hear them. That address again is uglypulpodyssey at gmail.com. So don't be a stranger, send us an email. We'd love to discuss your feedback and thoughts right here on the podcast. Speaking of which, let's get back to the episode. Roscoe, take us through it. On you go, mate. Right. Um, it's a relatively simple plot, to be honest. Yeah, uh, you've got Andy Dufresne, who's Tim Robbins. He's a bank manager who has been charged and found guilty of murdering his wife and the uh, golf pro um, that she was cheating on him with. Not Tiger Woods. Um, but he maintains his innocence even after he's found guilty. <laughs> yep. Um, so he's he's uh, sentenced to two consecutive life sentences at Shawshank Prison um, where I mean at first he kind of tries to keep himself to himself but then he he befriends a, a group of guys that are led by uh, Red, played by Morgan Freeman, who's one of the kind of prison stereotypes. He's the guy who can get you anything. Yeah. You know? So he's he's there's loads of like kind so. of people. Uh, there's loads of people trading cigarettes and stuff like that in here. Um, at, at first, Andy he's kind of again like a lot of the prison films. It's one of these kind of tropes. He's the kind of victim because he's new. And kind of suffers quite a lot from some of the other inmates, but guess you could say that he, he, he befriends. He ends up kind of I don't know, almost earning some sort of protection from the guards and the warden by helping them with their finances. Um, and eventually, this leads him to basically carrying out fraud for them. Um. So, 
Aye, he does that. He's get prote- He ends up kind of having a comfortable wee thing. Red can get him anything that he needs. Um, it kind of plods along like that. There's loads of little kind of... It's quite like a book in that there is loads of wee segments where it just kind of... Something will happen for a wee bit and, you know, just a wee bit of character development. Um, eventually there's a new inmate comes in and Andy's helping him uh, pass his high school exams, I think, and he says that well, he's one of these types of people that's been in and out of prison. He shared the cell with mm-hmm. the guy who did commit the murder. Yeah, allegedly. Well, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. Um, and they goes to the warden with this information. The warden isn't too keen about it because he's using Andy basically uh, to run all his scams. So the warden has this new guy killed. That's the breaking point for Andy, who then um, carries out an escape that he's been planning for, I don't know, it must be about 25 years or something like that. Maybe even I think 30. it is about 25, aye, because there's a point where he's been in for the first 10, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Could be wrong, uh, though. I don't know. Nah, it's a bit that. So, so he escapes and he orchestrates it so that all the, the crooked guards and the warden all get their comeuppance. Um, Red yeah. and all the other inmates that are left all have a great time wondering about where he could be. Red eventually gets um, paroled and meets up with Andy in Mexico on a beach. Yep. Then, yep, yeah, nice wee hug. It is, um, it's, it's, a, it's a heartwarming film in, in many ways, isn't it? Ah, uh, the ending is nice. Uh, they could have, it's what is it's strange because, see, when you think of so many, I was trying to think of other prison films. I mean, the only ones, it's only ever really the escape ones that end with some kind of positivity, but somebody usually always dies. Ah, uh, there's, uh, always a, a, there's always a death or always a rape, basically. <laughs> Yeah, well, we get we get we, we get both of those. Uh, what what certificate was this again? Fifteen, surely. Uh, do you think? I can't even. How would you think it is? I'd imagine it'd probably be about twelve. No, oh. there's quite a lot of fucks in it, and ah, there's, there's loads of fucks there's, in there's, it. Um, yeah. There's fucking prison rape and murder. Aye, like and, and also lots of violence. Hold on, it's an R in America. I think that is a bit of 15 here, probably. Is it? Aye, it's... Let's see. Do you even get 15s here anymore? Aye. What do you think it would be? I'll tell you right now. United kind... It is a 15. Aye, well done. There you go. I know they get rid of 12s and they just became 12As and stuff like that. So I don't... You're Aye. very uninformed, Roscoe. <laughs> Mate, I've not been to a cinema since August. Neither's anyone <laughs> in the pissed world. Well, one of the things we 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 need to worry least about is uh, certification. I, I'm, I'm the guy. I, I told you that my dad had showed me uh, Terminator when I was about four. <laughs> so clearly, certifications mean nothing to me. That's a, that's a damn good point. Aye, yep. there's two people here who saw uh, the Terminator. <laughs> probably always the Terminator and The Shining under the age of ten. Explains everything. It does actually a bit. Aye, so I was going to I was going to pick up on just before we went to some of the some of the um, the finer points of the film. I was going to talk about some of the some of the cast. Um, Aye. So we obviously have Tim Robbins as as, as the protagonist, Andy Dufresne. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, could have been Tom Cruise. Who was that? Tom Hanks was up for it. Kevin. Aye, I think he actually. I think he actually got it before he buggered off That's to right, do. Uh, Forrest Gump. Gump. No, weirdly enough. 
this is these are the conversations that you pretty much always have when there's been these um you know these what ifs about about um you know certain actors or whatever but Tom Hanks wouldn't have been like sort of aloof enough for Andy Dufresne if you ask me I think Tim I, like I think that's that a really good way of putting it eh? and I think the he's fact kinda, that he's kind of a bit smarmy but like in an interesting kind of way I think the fact he's like fucking I don't know he must be like 6 foot 5 or something Tim Robbins he's absolutely massive you don't realise he's really tall (laughs) until you you see him next to like Captain Hadley I I think that plays a part in it as well because Mm -hmm. if he was his body shape and he was smaller he probably would have got bullied a lot more Ah, definitely Uh, aye but aye he does end up kind of standing tall above other people and I'd, I'd Morgan Freeman must be tight call as well because he doesn't look small. Ah, next I, think so, aye. Um, I think so, I think so, I. So I actually agree with you. I think it, to, to, Hanks obviously would have been great because it's Tom Hanks, but I think it's definitely a one three because it is the absolute epitome of Tim Robbins' career. It's hard to imagine. Mm. Um, I think that, that aloof thing is like pure bang on because mm. at the start aye. it's almost as if he doesn't really give a fuck. That's it. Aye, he's numb. Aye, like his wife's, his life's kind of over. And aye, that's kind of. I, I'll take like it's not really that he's numb. I think it's just that he's kind of, um, like you say, he's he's almost a wee bit kind of arrogant about the whole situation of being in prison. But then it's like you can tell the way he holds himself. He's kind of hunched over and that kind of stuff. But in his face, he's got this kind of this kind of smugness for some reason. It's really weird. It does. He either he's either thinking I'm going to make something of my time in here, or I'm going to escape. Uh, and his mind, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if, if I was to go back and watch it again, if that kind of he's got that almost half smile mm-hmm. that you see him do, like again, like he knows something that other people don't. Yeah. Um, does that coincide with him getting that rock hammer and starting to dig that tunnel, or was he doing mm-hmm. that right from the very start? I think there's a. Uh, I don't want to kind of delve too much into like class or anything like because it's not really like a, a theme in it but he's a white collar guy who is um he's a white collar guy who's basically been thrown amongst on amongst all these blue collar people. Yeah. Um I and it just kinda he does think he's smarter than them all and he is, but there is that kinda be part where you're like um he does think he's a bit Aye, and you know see um as well, just uh, the, just to touch on his performance, we'll see at the beginning. I think like you, you kind of get that just right at the very first um, scene because when he's been basically told that his life is over and that he's going to prison, right? That's like the that's like one of the I think maybe two or three bits of emotion, but like raw emotion you actually see from him in the entire film. Because even when he's sitting there, sort of being read the. Uh, like you say, talked about the prosecutor guy and that kind of stuff. He kind of just looks blank, and he speaks so calm and so cool and so like steadily. And there's not, they're not really. He's not giving a lot away. A lot of films that I watch, I absolutely despise it when there's a narrator. But mm. I thought it was okay in this. I think it's because it's no him. That's why it's good. I think yep. I might, I might share between that and. Uh, I'd, well, I've not read the books, I don't know, but it feels as if it's been lifted from a book. It almost feels like mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, an excerpt for a diary oh, uh, aye, that does you're that. getting. Um, but the only the only problem I've got with it, and it's not the film's fault, is that it's become a meme. 
Like this is the did it. Well, or the or the, or the voice, the Morgan uh, Freeman voiceover. Uh, uh, right. Right. This is this is the film that launched a thousand impressionist careers. That's uh, very true. Uh, you, what right. is it? You get easy. Get sleeping busy. or you get easy dying nah, get, get busy living or get busy dying uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I just remember if a family guy which sounds uh, like it could have equally come from the mouth, mouth of like 50 cent or something like that pretty much Aye, you know so, I mean? like, so I read that uh, uh, Darabont watched Goodfellas and all that to get the he watched Goodfellas and all that to get the narration and all that right and the, mm-hmm. the narration is quite similar because they use it to jump forward in time because mm-hmm. right. you kind of need to be quite smart about that. Obviously, you can put grey hairs on that, and people wish to do do. But um, there is no like a, there is no a, a credit There's... that comes up on the screen or anything like that. It says ten years later and like that. You just have to figure yep. it out for yourself. That's it. And I think it's also one of the things that makes it work is that <clears throat> Morgan Freeman's character. There's a there's a few of his lines in narration quite early on that are funny, like they make you laugh straight uh-huh. away. So therefore, you kind of like you're not thinking right. this is just going to be literally describing everything that happens in a very matter of fact kind of way. You kind of almost look forward to what his sort of turn of phrase is going to be, the way that he's going to talk about it. It does seem very like see if you go back and you watch films, uh, stuff like the Grapes of Wrath and stuff like that. People right. wear yep. these like, really odd metaphors and stuff like that. Yeah, it does kind of line up, and it's it's good. I think he's a funny character. Red. Definitely. Um look, even just, just that line like why are you called dread? Uh, oh. Aye. I think it's because I'm Irish. <laughs> but uh, there's a there's a weird thing we we read as well, because when it comes to the two of them can help each other because yep. they goes in and obviously Red's street smart and all that and can get you stuff, but you see his naivety. Oh, aye. Later on, when um, when Andy's explaining him, explaining the con to him, and he just yeah. like, he just doesn't get it. His, his head does kind of wrap around it like because he's been in since he was like nineteen or something. So he's never had a proper job, yeah. and Andy's kind of explaining it to him, and he's just like pure and awe him. Mm-hmm. And it, but at the start, Andy was an awe him, yeah, just because of how much he knew. So I mean, there are there are a, there are a few um, like you say prison film tropes. In this, that are obviously the, the kind of the obvious ones. The, um, somebody always dies. Bastard guards. The whole bastard guards. I. Um, uh. But one of the other things that is a common prison thing is the like the, someone winning the 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 sort of respect of the the sort of hardened guys that have been in there longer than them. I um, by so not the, the new guy. I exactly uh. the new guy winning their respect. <clears throat> um. Which always seems to be a sort of theme. Um, I think this is uh, off the top of my head. And the hole is really right, Roscoe. Aye, the hole exactly. Um, I mean, I just wish prisons were, were still like that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it just seems like it just seems like the the kind of place you should send bastards, um, send them right. to Shawshank. Do you know what I mean? Get them in uh-huh. there. Um, but I and then maybe off the top of my head, this is one of the few ones where. That relationship, like when he does win the respect, it's maintained. So, like they actually do, their film ends and they all respect him and like him, kind of thing. Like a lot of other prison films, perhaps there's maybe more ins and outs than that. I think yeah, you're right. Do, do you know, Sean? I don't think I watched this since I was maybe fucking like ten or something. Like, mm. um, just because in my mind I always just thought it was a bit overrated, so I kind of just steer cleared it, but. 
it is like that. There's no because I, I genuinely couldn't remember. Everyone knows the end, right? But the, the journey to get there, mm-hmm. I still couldn't remember that well. Like when you, the young guy comes in and all that, yeah. And um, I'd forgot that he, get, he gets shot. Aye, um, yeah. I, f- I forgot that that was kind of the turning point for him. Because mm-hmm. there isn't like you're you're waiting for something bad to happen with Colonel Stewart and all that, but it's no other mates all the way up until until he goes. So um, I, I, I've been I've been chatting about here to to be a couple of wish. my my, my wish right, dot com yeah. um, people. So the guy, <laughs> I don't know if this one will land with you or no, but um, do you know the guy Bob Gunton, the guy that plays the warden? Nice in this He's he's he is a wish dot com. Or at least to spit an image of a TV chef called John Tarod, the Master Chef guy, in this film anyway. No, he's Are you not. Familiar with who that is? Ah, he is. I watch Master Chef every single week, mate. He looks nothing is like he John Tarod. Yes. If I can stick your glasses not. on him, stick your glasses on him. Oh, uh, uh, him? No, he doesn't look like him. Oh, come on. All right, okay. Maybe that's probably next. better then. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that plays, um, I can't remember his name now. I'll need to fucking look it up. The guy that, shall we say, um, takes a shine to Andy. Right. What's his name again? What's his, what's his character in the film? Fuck no, it's not who you mean, though. He's in Honours, he's so, that guy. So he is played by <laughs> Mark Ralston. Boggs. There you go, Boggs. He in this film is Discount Sonny for the Godfather. Discount Jimmy Can. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Desolate James Can. Yep. A King James Can. Aye. A King James Can. That's what he's, that's what he's got in his uh, his CV. Mama asked for James Can. There's honestly there's there's so many people on it, man. There's like like every so often I'll text my I'll text my brother. And I'll set. I'll take a screenshot of an actor, and I says, "I've done it again. I've just picked somebody for, for like the most ridiculous." For, how did I forget? My favourite fucking Clancy Brown, the Kurgan. Clancy Brown is the fucking man. I <laughs> love Clancy Kurgan. Brown. Seeing anything he's in, I love him, man. Desmond's mate, Russell. Well, Sorry, Desmond's mate. Desmond's mate. He's just always like plays. He's just I don't know. The guys get an evil look about him. It does, oh, man. Like, it does. It, it, make, it makes me think, like, I, imagine you walked into a pub, right, and him and Ron Perlman were sitting having a drink. You would absolutely shake yourself. And they're probably the nice, nicest guys ever. Aye. At least we know Ron is. Um, uh, no, mean, there was um, one of the guys, um, do you know something? He's, he's so, he's just one of their wee group, right? And it's not, it's not Hang Me Fae, it's no Richie for Sopranos also. Mm-hmm. It's just this guy, right? And I just recognise his voice for something. And he's in Air Force One, right? I kid you not. For about 25 <laughs> seconds, right? It helps It helps Harrison Ford dump the fuel in Air Force One, right? And I text right. my brother, he's, he's caught me a fucking freak. Uh, you, you, you've either watched that film far too many times or you just retain stupid information. Uh, it's definitely both. Right. Yeah. Definitely both. Right. Uh, there's an arc. There must be an arc. I hold on, right? Aye, <laughs> uh, Clancy. Uh, it's Clancy's one of these fucking... films, man. It's just full of these people. I see. Get David Provile for Sopranos. He was a quite a big actor in the seventies mm. and eighties. I think. Aye. Uh, uh, did you know co- that? Did you know that um, uh, Morgan Freeman's son is is in it? Aye, uh, he's the. So you know the he's in the, the picture. Start. He's the picture um, of he's, he's hang me some as well. 
Aye, that's it, aye. Spitting image, man. That he is. Um, Try to think of us anywhere. Aye, the guy from... The guy who locks... The guy who he locks in the bathroom. He's mm-hmm. he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in 24. <laughs> um, I think that's probably it, but there's fucking loads, man. <laughs> this is the best credit ever. So I'm looking through the cast and everything. See, that's how you can see it. So... Frank Medra- Medrano has the poor title of oh, come on, focus. Can you see mm-hmm. it? Fat ass. Fat ass. That's a guy who, who cries first. Oh, God, so it is, I. <laughs> Imagine that. Being immortalised forever as fat ass. Do you know, like, see, just talking about, like, funny credits like that, and since it came out in the same year, do you know the funny credit that's in Pulp Fiction, Martin? Um... I probably will when you when you mention. So it. there's there's the bit with the kind of diner robbery. Uh, Tim Roth's going about kind of like, holding everybody up, and the ah, is it only just fat lady or something? No, no, no. <laughs> the guy, the guy that's in charge of the the coffee shop comes out, and Tim Roth's like, "Oh, do you want to be a hero? Do you want to be a hero? Like that kind of stuff." And he's like, "He goes to say, I'm just the coffee shop manager." Um, but before he can say manager, he gets like pistol whipped or. Like punched or, or something just like that. Just, I'm just the coffee, and then it has like a wee dash or no, something. So in, in the credits, he's just known as Coffee Shop because <laughs> oh, he's because he says I'm just the coffee shop. Oh, brilliant! I thought you were going to say brilliant. Fat Man or something. Shelby Lyle calls him. Shut the fuck up, Fat Man. But I, I love stuff <laughs> like that in credits. Yeah, definitely, man. Absolutely. There you go. There's a wee aside. Aye. So there's a couple of wee sort of um, side. Well, there's one little side plot in the film. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what you think about it, which is with Brooks. Um, I um, I forgot that was in it, and it doesn't really need to be, on it, to be honest. Well, I don't know because like, I think so something. Um, I'll just preface preface this by saying this is, I think, to my knowledge, anyway, this is probably Sharon's favorite film, if not one of her favorite films, and uh, and she might, you know. Mentioned a couple of interesting me things to me. Um, one is that it's it's quite interesting how the entire film focuses entirely on um, the positive aspects of these people's character, um, considering that they're in this high security, like a, they've all committed serious serious crimes to be there. Um, and they obviously one of the big running jokes throughout it is that everybody's innocent in here. You know, like they know uh, that they're guilty, so they have done some heinous shit. Um, but obviously the film focuses on the positive sides of their character. Um, so the Brooks thing. Did I you think, read what Brooks has many have done? Aye, aye. aye it's actually Sharon that told me that. Aye. Um, so one of the things that um, I think the, the Brooks section is maybe. As as just a sort of a way to sort of um, compound all of that stuff, just like basically make it crystal clear, um, and and it almost sort of it it's it sort of um, it's obviously focusing on the dehumanization of these people, so you get to like them and that kind of stuff, but then it's like they're, they're dehumanized and they're institutionalized in prison, <clears throat> and they know that they've all got that. Every single one of these characters that you're getting to know and love in this film are are all going to have to face that when they leave. Um, and you actually see it happen twice. I think Morgan Freeman, he, they, they, they seem to have this same setup when they came out. And it uh, could be that, or it could just be it's um, it's just a sort of cheap tearjerker 
um, that's just there to make you. Nah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that. I think it's it's, it's there to show it then that Morgan Freeman might be kind of depressed and know what know what to do with himself and all that. But I don't think that comes across at all. He seems quite. He seems jolly, jolly enough when he comes out. I know he's sitting there like wondering what to do and all that, but he decides like at a drop of a hat to just bugger off and get the money. Uh, to me, the, but do you the, think that's because of what Andy's taught him? Though it's Brooks is in there because he killed his wife and daughter. That's why he's in there. Aye. To, to me, though, the whole Brooks thing is again, he's like the oldest guy that you see there, and yep. they try and endear you to him off the bat by turning him into the Birdman Alcatraz. Um, yes. So he's he's this wee old man that talks about dishing out books, who also helps Red. And eventually, Andy ends up working with him in the library. So you, you do end up like getting getting a connection with him. But I think that part part of the point of his story is to show you that. And I don't even know; it could be a comment on what's happening just now. Is that prison a lot of the time isn't used to rehabilitate people? It's just it's just a punishment. And if anything, yeah. it's if anything, it can. Like just destroy people even further. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. showing you what this kind of guy who comes out and he's got nothing to live for, like, and just because of the age he is. I mean, he even considers killing his manager just to go back to the prison, but he decides right, to yeah. kill himself. Um, but I think the kind of comment there is: see if that was somebody who was maybe younger. Like, what what incentive have they got to to stay in the straight yep. and narrow? And I, I, yep. they even that's kind of even reinforced with that that guy that comes in. That's the kind of the burglar who's been in and out of prison. Like no matter how many times he's been in and out, it's never. It's, it's basically been up to Andy to kind of say to him, "No, like do your high school diploma." Mm-hmm. It's nothing. There's nothing there within the system. It's something that's run by a prisoner. That's it. That tries to help him. Yep. Um, and then the other side, obviously, is to kind of set it up to give people, like the first time you see it, to give people the impression that Red might be considering committing suicide. Yep. I never, I never really worried about that. I, I know, I know, I know, I knew the end anyway, but I just don't mm-hmm. think that yet anyone's ever worried about seeing it. I don't know. I know. I don't know because they film it in the exact same way. I know, but he's, he's he's happier than he was. Like he's doing the job well. He's double bagging the the bags and all that, and he's. Um, oh, but it kind of still makes out like even with the kind of him asking the boss if he can go to the toilet. Yeah, Aye. and he basically makes the comment that like he's not sure if he can live outside of that prison. Ah, uh, of course, yeah. but that would definitely be the case. But he, like Brooks, is old enough that he probably just didn't see the point. Where I, I don't know what he just read meant to be. Probably about probably about sixty, I'd say. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, but aye, I uh, think so. Um, so uh, he's, he's, Brooks Brooks looked a bit eighties, early eighties or something. Uh, uh, but I just think it's a wee bit. It's a, it's a bit like a film within a film. Like because like Andy's not really. Andy's obviously working with him, mm-hmm. but it's just they thought people just focus on him for like this wee weird twenty minutes, and it's just that, that's there, is, what I mean. there is a point in it. There is definitely uh, a point in it, but. It's, but that's that's what I was saying. See when this fil- this film's kind of laid out like chapters in a book. It is, yep. and it's definitely like that here. Um, yeah, that, that's just. Like it's almost like just something a little side story. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, I didn't realize quite how 
I can't really remember how. I know it's about two, maybe two and a half, two twenty-five or uh, something two, like that. Two twenty, I think it is. Two twenty. Yeah. I think it's one of those films that just, as you said that there, like this little side story, I think it does help because it's not that it's a slow film or anything, it is a thoroughly engrossing film and, and you're, you're, you're captivated by everybody, you really care about the characters and that kind of stuff. But um, I think that there is something though. It's, right, it's not slow, right? And you do care about the characters. No. Yeah. And But there is something, there's something that's mean, just not. Like, the, the, I know what you mean. It's it's relentless, like at the same pace. So it 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 basically keeps this same steady pace, which which can feel a wee bit um, cumbersome for a long, long time. Um, and even with those moments, for instance, the Brooks part, um, or just some of the flashbacks or, or or jumps forward or whatever, I think some of those moments even even they don't have like any real burst of energy to them. Um, it just seems to sort of stay completely level from start to finish. Um, and I think the Brooks part, this is what I'm saying, because it was maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, did help for me to just, just to stay with it because it took you somewhere else for a while. And when you came back to the prison and to everybody there, it sort of felt it felt quite um, fresh again, almost. Aye, uh, but I think that's <laughs> fine to do in a TV show, but maybe not on a film, though. Hmm. Like she should you really need to be refreshed? Aye, I see what you mean. I mean but I genuinely can't put my finger on it either and it's, it's which is shite for a podcast, but could just be a cheap tearjerker, let's be honest. Cute cute wee old guy, Sharon not Sharon always greets when she sees him. She's like, Oh Brooks, oh Brooks. Kill these wife and daughter. <laughs> Even the bit with the young guy coming in is like like the 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 warden is seen as a bit of a He's a bit of a hard ass and all that, but I think the fact mm-hmm. he kills that guy just comes up comes out of absolutely nowhere, like like nowhere. Uh, but then again, uh, I know it does it does shock me. It does shock me in terms of um, the brutality of it all and the fact that like I genuinely thought I genuinely thought he was going to like bribe him or just transfer him or something. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I just and the fact that it was. The fact that it was Clancy who you can kind of grown to Aye. like a wee bit after the bit in the beers and all that, and the Aye. fact that it was him, I can kind of wish it wasn't. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, because, sorry, they killed one guy at, at the start Aye. of the film. I mean, at the same time, you need know, to realise that throw Andy off the roof. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you need know, to realise that he's only been nice to him because Andy's helping him with the money. Aye. So yes. uh, you need know, to realise that, but you still you get you get to like him for a wee. I mean, twenty minutes. Oh, definitely, man. Aye, absolutely. I think that's like that is another sort of classic thing in these films. It's where they show the different side of somebody who's a total bastard, and you know, everyone about them says total bastard, and then you just get this one wee moment of like, ah, oh, there's a human in there. Aye, but then he's is not. But then again, I think that's actually quite a good scene. That see where um see where they're up on the roof and and uh, where um the way the guys react. The way the guys react, especially to him turning round. Mm. See, when Andy first thinks, oh, I'm going to go and speak to him. Like, to the thing that makes it amazing is the way those guys react. They're like, you fucking crazy, he will kill you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not just like, Andy, what are you doing? It's like, you're going to get killed in about 10 seconds, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but aye, there yeah, we go. See, like, if I was to, if I was to picture a, a, a prison guard, any film, it would be him, I. Also, I mean, he's the Kurgan. 
Um, he'll chop your head off and steal all your power through a process known as the quickening. Yep. They take us a fuck with that. Come on, <laughs> we're doing Highlander whether you like it or no. I like Highlander, I'd do that. I'm off sick, aren't I? Um... <laughs> See, Matt, just, how can you not like Highlander? Jesus Christ! I've not watched it in about twenty years, man. Oh, you love it's it! It's fucking amazing. He's it's one of so the worst good. actors that's ever been. That's why he's good. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Oh, so it's a shit show then. A French guy playing a Scotsman, even Aye. though, and you've got Sean Connery playing a Spanish guy. Egyptian, <sighs> Spanish Egyptian. Aye. How, how could you? My not name love is that? Juan Carlos Villalobos, <laughs> the chief metallurgist to King Charles of Spain. Are you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ross, you've not said much, Keith, himself. Uh, well, one of the things, and it just kind of came out of my head as we're talking about this, and like all the kind of prison film tropes and stuff like that, the escape's a big thing in prison films. The vast majority of films are built around some kind of escape, whether it's successful yes. or not. Um, this is one of the few where it's only one person escapes. Only one person's involved in the escape. Aye. And yep. it's, it's interesting, and I don't know if it's like maybe too feel good that like every single one of his friends is just absolutely delighted for him. There's not there's not yes. one of them are like, that fucking bastard could have fucking said something in the last 20 <laughs> years, do you know what I mean? We could have maybe a few years. Because I fit out. two in that fucking Aye. tunnel. Selfish gun. Could have, could have fit two down the shape pipe. <laughs> um, so I that that's a bit odd. I, I hate the bit when he's crawling, man. Not even the shit part. See the dirt part. It just makes me so claustrophobic. Mm. Horrible. Do you know? Well, see the the thing is though. I actually every time I see that, but I, I I always say I go. I don't know if like obviously you do it. But my problem is that I might die on the way. I might actually vomit all of the fluids out my body. Out my body I know. Because I, know. I have the weakest stomach, honestly. Like, I have the weakest fucking... <laughs> they, they, would, they would find the, you like, halfway just, down that pipe, just dry broken. Just, just, just <laughs> emaciated, like, in a bowl. Like fucking, been, like the cops Homer finds in the Simpsons. Because <laughs> honestly, man, I can't deal with it. Like, I know, I keep thinking that as well. And it, it does spew not at all, but I guess you don't really know until but, you're in that situation. But have you ever smelled raw sewage? Ah, uh, it's the, one of the worst. It's things not even like shit. It's like it's like what? It's like the seventh circle of hell. Uh, it's, it's not it even, in your fucking soul. It's not even. It goes into your pores, and raw sewage is like something that if it was just the smell, doesn't smell that bad. It's the experience of it, like you breathe it in and all that. I remember I was playing a gig once in, in a place in Edinburgh, and uh, in the the men's toilets, right, were, were like they had that there was like a pipe outside the bus or something like that and it was fucking raw sewage right <clears throat> and everything so it was like a three hour gig and obviously I had like two breaks and every time I went in man I swear to god I opened the door right and it was just like and that feeling where all the contents of your stomach just violently <laughs> strike the back of your throat just like hit your throat like that and you have to stop them and it hurts your throat because you're holding your fucking book in honestly I could barely sing after that it's the worst thing ever so I don't know if I'd be able to do that honestly I really don't know if I'd be able to do it but I would though. I, I think I think if if there were this is I don't know like see you get that program Mythbusters and they'll do stuff out of film sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine if they looked at this, they'd have probably been like, "Yes, Andy would have died of dysentery about three days later." <laughs> uh, uh, mm. I mean, oh, oh no, no, he had a bar of soap with him. It's all right. 
and it was raining, Aye. so it just all, it just all washed off him. That's a good point, actually. You would need some sort of protection, wouldn't you, for your orifices and all that? Okay, jumps right in the water, it's fine. Aye. Aye. This was this was back in the good old days, Barry, I think. They were into the 60s here. You know what I mean? Aye. There's no, no such thing as disease back then. You could leave your doors <laughs> unlocked, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> of course, aye. That's it. Plenty of jobs okay. gone. Would you think, like, there's a couple of things I've got before the set pieces. Would you think of the whole kind of. Do you agree with the religious aspect of the film? That Andy's some sort of kind of Christ like figure? Just since we mentioned <laughs> Easter earlier. Do you know something? It's really difficult with, with things like this, right? Because sometimes, sometimes people clearly, sometimes people clearly put something like that into their films. And they, they mean to do it, like at the end of the Matrix, the third Matrix, not right. They're aye, clearly aye, aye, meaning aye. to do that, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I've, I'm, I'm yet to decide whether it's purposeful or no. In he, this, he says it's not, but he said who's he, who Darabont, and he wrote uh, the, he wrote the script, well, the adaptation of the script, and I don't think there's anything in the Steve. Stephen King novella that kind of does it. See, um, I so that's exactly what I mean, but, but there's no but reason he's, why. But he's done it. There's a lot of directors who just come out and say, no, that's wrong. He's come out and said, mm-hmm. no, that wasn't kind of my intention, but if that's what you get from it, then of course, that, it's, a, it's a fair interpretation. Ah, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I, I kind of knew that, that it might have not been the case that he meant it, but either it doesn't mean that, because there is like, if you're talking about a singular guy coming in and Kenny just because um, he's not really a messiah for people, I know he helps people in that, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, he helps himself ahead of anyone. Well, well I, there is, there is. I mean, I think the biggest sort of parallel is probably just the, the idea that he, he sort of gains followers, didn't he? Like aye, that's sort of it. Aye. Him and, yep. um, and, and his disciples, so to speak. And there's, there's even parallels with him sitting at the table, you know, like at the, the, at the lunch table. Where he goes from being the guy at the side of the table to being the guy at the middle of the table, whoever's yep. listening to him about how to do this and how to do that. Um, but I think if you're, you can definitely put, you can definitely put two and two together and get five with things like that, though. Like and just point out that aye, that is a bit like that, even if it's no meant. But think, which is fine. Yeah. I think there's definitely it's fine if like you know people don't. I I don't really. I'm not really sure if I can uh, buy into that. But the one religious aspect of the film that is interesting to me is uh, the warden and his religion. Aye, because he gets his comeuppance. But more the fact that this is a guy who's. Um, he's kind of using his religion to almost be superior, like some sort of like moral kind of crusade. But uh, this is a guy who's involved in like serious in, uh, fraud, murders, uh, and everything. Yep. And yet yep. he's saying that all the people in his prisoner centers, I, I don't know, kind of. I think it's, it's the example. You sometimes see the people that are more the most uh, that shout the loudest. About yes. Christianity are usually the ones that don't uh, don't actually live by its kind of teachings, uh, and also yeah. like like I mentioned before, these guys are blue collar. Some some of them are black, some of them are poor, and he's mm-hmm. clearly no. So he thinks right. it's not the same kind of the level of morality is not the same level required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a good wee bit. I never I never really clocked that the the changing the the books and that kind of stuff. What do you mean? 
I mean, I can't mind whether that was a whether that was a flashback or whether it actually showed you it when it was happening. See when you change. No, nah, it's a flashback. Yeah, he's it's a flashback. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, ah, you wouldn't have then, I suppose, is what I'm getting at. But um, it's it's quite it's one of those wee reveals where you go that I mean, it's been there the whole time. It's obviously ages, and you're like, that. Well, it's actually pretty good the way they've done it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's a it's a um, fist pump moment when he you talk about when the the outline of the hammers and the Bible. Aye, yes. Aye. Ah, you're just like, oh, fucking get it up, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> that's that great, isn't it? Aye, because it's, it's, it's really just kind of insult to injury. It's like you turned Marcel upside down yep. and you actually waved that book about in front of my Aye. face and that's Aye. that's yep. that's where the tool that's let me escape was the full time. And had right. it outside. That, so he's actually taking advantage of the fact he's a... Aye. A Bible basher or whatever you want to call him because he knows that he'll give him it back. Aye, he's, he's, he's um, used his faith against him. Aye. Is that? Take that, Jesus. <laughs> Last, probably, set piece before we jump into the pure quality, pure shape. Aye, aye, aye. Um, yep, yep. Because yep. there's probably a bit more to say about this than the other ones is the the scene with the uh, Mozart. Um, with the what, sorry? Mozart music. Is it Mozart? Oh, of course. Aye, 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 aye. aye. aye it's Mozart. Aye. Is it? Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly which... Is it, is it an aria, Buzz? I know I've embarrassed I, myself I with that my, right now. my musical terminology before. It could it could well be. It could well be an it's aria. It's also a mother I, I heard the earlier. i seen the I think the name uh, an aria is usually a solo performance, though. Let's have a listen. Uh, well, it's the marriage of, of Figaro that it comes from. Uh, that's the opera that it comes from. It says, um, specifically, uh, it's, a, it's a duetino solaria. Yep, that's it. Right. There you go. See, well, close enough, Roscoe. Good on you. Tell, tell Paul to stick that in his pipe and smoke it. I know. Fuck off, Paul. I will need some sugar. <laughs> I will take a crescendo to your face. Yeah. <laughs> I think I used that correctly that time. I know, um, fucking bitch. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those again. Is it maybe a, a trope? The the kind of the act of defiance and the kind of prison films. I mean, uh, is music? Well, that's that's his act of defiance. I mean, he's been pretty much a a model prisoner. He's pretty much well, followed the rules and everything. And this is the one thing, about that. and it's on a whim. Which is, is interesting. It's and not... he does that classic, that exact Andy Dufresne face where he's Aye. just sitting back. Wasn't it? Aye. And then he, you know he looks uh, in and then he fucking goes and turns up, man. Oh, so good. Aye. But let's think about this, though, because um, when would that have been? I can't remember whether that's... I can't remember exactly what year that would have been. So we know that his stretch is from like the late 40s. I think it's 47 when he goes in. To, like, I think he gets out 60. in 1966. Right, so it may be mid-40s or something like that, right? He's in for at least 20 years. Mm. Now, the, I, can't, I don't know where on, the, where on the stretch that is, but I think one of the things, obviously it's classical music that he's playing, but you presume at this point that there's been Elvis, that there's been rock and roll, Chuck Berry, I think it's, it's, it's pre-60s anyway. Um, yeah, because this but is be, this isn't before that, that young guy comes in. Uh, the warden, the warden's like a discount proper, Fonzie. 
Aye, the the warden's like a proper Christian. He's he's going to be one gonna of the say. people. So that's if you imagine against, how he reacted if he played yeah. like Chuck Berry or or something like that, do you but know that's what I mean? why he's the kind of guy that wouldn't allow that type of stuff. And he's, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And he's, he's ah present. well, that's true. Aye, um, yeah. Well, that's no. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking they could have just fucking connected their iPhone on <laughs> Spotify. Get, get a Pat uh, uh, on uh, some Cannibal Corpse here. <laughs> What's that Jim. one? What's what? What's one of their numbers again? Uh, Chased through the woods by a rapist. We'll play that. <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey's favorite band, Cannibal Court. Um, what's the guy say? I Raquel Welsh is in that film in what nineteen sixty four or something. So it's at least before that. I I don't think that's I think right. I think by this point it's Marlon Monroe that's in his wall as well. No, but she would ah, she would have been though. Anyway, because she was before Raquel Welsh. I know, but that's what I mean. I think like when he goes and plays the music, I think at this point mm-hmm. it's Marlon Monroe that's that's in the by his cell. So it's before that I got you. But I it's it's the kind of classic act of defiance. Um I mean you get it in so many other prison films, so many other ones that I like. I mean I like Shawshank Redemption, but y- you, you get know, it in a film called Jailhouse Rock. Um, <laughs> it's actually in a few things like Johan um, Luke stuff like that you know uh, I, even, I, even if you want to consider One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest it's in two Mission Impossibles and uh, in, in, in Rogue uh, sorry in Ghost Protocol he escapes it and it's Frank Sinatra playing and in the third one he, it's not in prison but he escapes and he puts We Are Family on the Tannoy remember oh that's not what uh, I'm meaning I'm just meaning an act of defiance an act of like kind of I know, but I'm saying the, the music one uh, is still still in a few things. Right. Um, right, so I'll say something. Um, I'll, I'll say something wanky about nice now. Um, yes. So, uh, I, I like obviously the most famous the most famous shot of the film is him standing in the rain mm-hmm. with his arms up and that. Platoon. But see yep. the the shot when the music's playing, and every single one of the prisoners is standing like absolutely still. That is mm-hmm. so so cool, man. It's honestly one of the coolest shots I've seen in a film. I, I like it. You would never think that this was his first film. It was Daramont's first film. Aye, fucking hell. I'm pretty, Did pretty you read sh- about Rob sure. Reiner offering two and a half million for Aye. to direct it? Aye. Fair play to him for sticking to his guns, man. No, Aye. see this. Um, please, I'm a total fucking idiot when it comes to these things. I, I don't know how it works, but so see the so the amount of money that the film makes, mm-hmm. like. On if you look it up online, is that like to this date? No. Is that like no? So that's just like total at the box office, like all they're getting. I, I, I you would think this film's made a shit ton, like in the past I, I, thirty years. I like the time. Nah, the studio will still be getting syndication rights if I, it's on Netflix or Channel Five or anything like that. I, I, but I, I, it's not as if that money will be going to Darabont or anything. I, on on right. on uh, kind of Wikipedia and stuff like that, it's much easier for them to report the box office because. Well, they, right, okay. I think I think one of the reasons why this film's so popular, from what I've read, is that like Martin said, the syndication rates. I can't remember what mm-hmm. company it gets sold to, but it was a big bit of money, mm-hmm. and it was on yeah. constantly. I think in the nineties, uh, yeah, it's I, still a big hitter, man. Like if they did, if you know, um, whoever's if there is anyone still got any sort of rights to this whatsoever, that you know they'll be glad that they do because it's like it's it's a money making machine still to this day. People still will be buying this in DVD 
they'll still, you know, be renting it off a of Sky or whatever the hell it is. Like, it, it, it's just, it's one of those films. It's I, just going I, to be I, like that. It's a, it's, it's a classic. You'd even, I think you'd even get a lot of people going to see showings of it if they put it on the big definitely. screen. Even though it's not... Definitely. Even though it's not one of the films that I would say, oh, I need to see that in the cinema. Mm-hmm. But I know there's... Yep. It's because of how popular it is. Is it, is it you still... Could definitely see, you could definitely see a GFT putting a short shot redemption uh, on it. 100%. 100%. They could show that every night and they'd get a lot of folk that, that would... They could show it every night for two weeks and you'd and you'd get a lot of folk through the door who maybe wouldn't go and see some other classic films or whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a sure shot. Um... I don't know if it's the type of film, like just from my perspective, that I think I would really. I don't think you get much more out of that nah. on the big screen than you would, like, at home because it's not like there. Are, like you say, there are maybe some cool shots, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's like spectacular visually or anything like that. Or it's more a character centric thing. Nah, it only does that. It only uses the drone or the helicopter a couple of times in it, and it is cool, but it's. Aye. I mean, it's the music is just... wonderful, isn't it? The music is really stirring. Aye, and it was uh, Tom, Thomas Newman. Newman, aye, he's aye. That the strings, all about the strings with Big Tam, um, <laughs> like really, you know, well wells you up and that kind of stuff. Very emotive, but and the music is fantastic. But again, I don't sit there and think, oh, I'd love to see that in the pictures. You know, there's some films that you see nowadays where you just go, I'd love to see that in the pictures. Aye, aye. Like but Jurassic Park, know, was that not the same year or the year before? I think that'd be before. Yeah, I think that was ninety three. I, I, I know we've talked about this before. We talked about Marvel Zone, but if that was ever released in the pictures, I'd go and see it. Oh I, man, aye. remastered audio yeah. and all that kind of stuff would be insane. Even stuff for well for the seven, like, I'd go and see Jaws in the big screen. Fuck oh fuck it, like my favorite film is like obviously Pulp Fiction, but like it's no one that I'm like it would be cool, but mm. I'm like oh. But the thing you need to remember about that, though, is because that soundtrack, i.e. it's not got original score, I'm sure there were maybe bits of original score, but I think it's pretty much all soundtrack, um, you would you would basically benefit from the remastered audio of all of those tracks. It would kind of need to be a re-release, almost. They'd need to go through and, you know, all the remastered audio, all that kind of stuff, get it like... Um, uh, wait, what's the word for it? Just like uh, calibrated for whatever the fuck it is, IMAX or whatever, and and it would genuinely sound amazing because you'd be hearing those songs at their best probably for the first time as well. I probably, I didn't even really think it. I was thinking more visually, but I, I, that, that does make sense. Do you know what I mean? That'd be awesome. What's next? Pure quality. Pure quality. Or pure shite. Pure shite. Fantastic, sock it to me. I'm struggling. I struggled a wee bit with this one, but well, wait, that's what we were just talking about. Just a bit there. Aye. Right, wait, there right, since you're struggling, we'll go to you. The first Roscoe was your pure quality. <laughs> um, right. I think I know what, but I'm gonna pick. Um, we've spoke about kind of briefly two of the bits that I did consider, the other bits that I considered. Um, Please don't steal mine. Probably will. I know what yours is going to be, Martin, be. but it's, I've got another bit up my sleeve anyway, um, just just in case. I mean, I I love I love the music. Uh, I think that's brilliant. It's it's something that just stands out in the film. It's really memorable. Um, I like the escape in the rain. You know what I mean? And the whole kind of Willem Dafoe platoon pose and everything. I like mm. that. Um, I I like the Brooks kind of wee um, segment. Yeah. Um, I enjoy like the 
the bit at the end where you find out how he's set everything up to get the money that he needs. It's, Aye, very it's, cool. But it's almost some like something out of like a kind of a, a kind of crime film, like a robbery from like Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the other week where it kind of. Ah, there's shades of that. Aye, definitely. Aye, especially but, with the flashback. Yeah. Aye. But uh, my favourite, the pure quality bit, I'm going to pick, and it's it's just whenever I think of this film, I always think of this shot, and it's um, <laughs> when the warden's going mental after Andy's escaped. And he throws the, the kind of oh, chess piece through the poster, aye. and then he rips yep. it open, and the camera kind of just it's such a good shot, man. Just drifts back, and you just yep. see the yep. the tunnel. So that's that's my. I, I, there's not really much more to say about it. It's just that memorable, and I mean, I, I think it's. I can't think off the top of my head any time it's been parodied, but it must have been like been done in other stuff surely people have i don't know I, I think that. the problem with that is maybe the reason you can't do that is because it's probably not the first of its kind with that type of shot yeah where it's it's, it's associated with that film but maybe that type of shot you know looking mm-hmm. out from mm-hmm. within something like that is maybe not the first type of physical thing you've seen like that mm-hmm. i could be wrong maybe maybe it is kind of one of the first on that in that front i don't know so, but it's just it's how just, do they get how do they get the poster back up? Ah, that's that's the big, the big question. How's, I think how's, it's easy though. How's he taped that down for, for behind? All it? you need to do is fold it at the bottom, right, and put it up to the top, and use the fold, and you do that with your hands, and then let it fall. You don't need to put Just a poster on the bottom. Let part. it hang loose. But yeah. then, arguably, the the thing wouldn't go. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm I'm quite I'm quite willing to uh, suspend my my belief. For for that glorious shot that follows. It's the kind, listen, it's, it's the kind of thing if they had. Yeah. And I, I always, I kind of love stuff like that though, because I always think to myself, like, it was always like, there's no point in showing it, but <laughs> would have been funny, like, she's a bit of comic relief if they just show, like, one flashback of him, like, how the fuck, how the fuck do you fucking do this? <laughs> fucking bastard. I bet you any money that's been parodied, son. Aye. 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 Oh my god, that would be amazing. Aye, but it's pure quality. Oh god! I, I mean, I don't want to. I know what yours has got to be, and it is. It was my first pick. Just pick um, it then. So you're going first. It's it's the beers, man. It's the beers. Right. Let's just talk about it at the same um, time. That's my pure quality as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was like honestly. Every time I see that, I want a beer. Oh like, my god! Every single know, time. See, because uh, they're in that bloody heat, heat. man, and like the yep. tar and it's, mm-hmm. and you can just tell. It's how much you would you down that in about uh, two seconds? And it's uh, the wee narration for Morgan as well. Yeah, oh. but do you know, love, like, the thing that I love about that scene is see Andy's sit separate for them all. Uh, just mm-hmm. that smile that he's got in his face. Said, aye. And he doesn't aye. even take his second beer. Aye. That's he doesn't it, take aye. any beer. Is it? No, he doesn't take any. I thought he was. No, I thought he, he, he quit drinking. All right, I thought no, he had one in his hand. Right, okay. No, just, he was just kind of sitting in his arms. Just, just that smile on his face. That's and again, that's the moment he's kind of really accepted into that grip as well. Uh, so it's a, a, a right feel good moment. Well, you know, there's a lesson to be learned here, good listeners. You know, um, if any of you want to reward us with beer, uh, if any of you want to send any beer in the post, just get in touch. Um, we need to set up like a mailbox or something like that so that people can send us beer. I'm sure they'll do it. I'm sure they'll do it. Do you know Surely I mean? the fan club is already 
kind of starting this. Aye. Ah, they're probably sorting something out as we speak, aren't they? Wouldn't it be great if we sent like you know hampers of beer to uh, to the guys? I'm sure they're sort they're on it now. You know they're they're quite good that way. Ah, they are good that way usually. I'm also a big fan, um, and I'm surprised I don't use it. I've no taking it on of the the word suds. <laughs> and the fact, like obviously, Clancy Clancy turns it to be a bastard, but the wee moment it gets on with him is pretty cool. It's 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 quite ah, it's quite. He's so, the Kurgan, mate. Yeah. What, what can you say? It's sad to think as well that like some of these guys will have been in that prison before they'll have even legally been able to have a beer. Oh, no. I mean, if some of them maybe even never had you wouldn't one. Liked it then? Never have had one before. <laughs> I <didn't, laughs> yeah. fuck, just some guy, some thirty-year-old guy sitting there going, "This is shit." <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like dishwater. <laughs> Take it back. Your baggies are here, mate. <laughs> oh, you know what that. <laughs> Aye, that's my. Oh, you'll know like this, son. You'll know like this. That's my pure collie. Right, so here's time for right. pure shite. Pure shite. So, what's, what's your pure shite? I, honest, I honestly don't know. It's it's really, really uh, difficult. Yeah, I'm struggling a wee bit, but um, I think I know. I don't know if I want to be cynical. I could be really cynical. Uh, <laughs> Just do it. Uh, no, no, no. I was getting. I was. I was. I was contemplating. Leave that to me. I was contemplating saying then, then there. But I'm gonna. If if somebody else does that, then more brave. Like how did they find them? Like did they ask? Did they get a taxi there or something? Like that? No, just just excuse me. Is this big, uh, big gold, big massive guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a guy with a boat. Tall. His name is Andy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, Aye, it's, just, it's a bit soppy then, but that's not what I'm going to pick because I, I get a feeling that there'd be like a mob of kind of people outside my house with flames and pitchforks. Um, oh boy, Hendon's great. I'm I'm afraid to say anything bad about the film to be honest because I know how much people love it. Um, right, mm. pure shite. Um, right, I'm going to say the uh, fat ass. Um, I think it's Aye. pure shit that some of the people who Andy becomes friends with are pretty much uh, like gambling on someone having a mental breakdown. Yeah, I don't think that's... they're also gambling on him to have a mental breakdown as well, and then become friends with him. Uh, I, I think it's in a poor taste, so uh, you sh- you should all be ashamed of yourself. There you go. Well, they're murderers <laughs> in that, so I thought they really care. That's, that's literally uh, that's literally the best I could think of because this is. So we've started doing this. It's quite. This one's difficult. But aye. yeah, good luck, guys. <clears throat> um, my pure shite is is um, William Sadler's um, absolutely hilarious um, speech impediment. Hank Williams impression. Oh, no, no, he's Hank Williams impressions. <laughs> it's, it's just it's so terrible. It's, you almost feel sorry for him because it's like they've made him out to be this like this hick, this hillbilly, obviously. And it's like, hey, you got any Hank Williams? And then you just see him like they've, they've obviously got the music and they've allowed him, and he's just having the time of his life sitting like yodeling along to it. And you just think, oh, God bless him, man. That's that's his jam, you know what I mean? But it's also like it's just so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> um. That's it. It's hard because there's definitely there's definitely nothing really really bad about it, which is hard. But yeah, you, may, um, you may be petty. Pick something petty. Also, I mean, just just quickly throw in this one. Um, uh, what's kind of shite is the fact that uh, Morgan Freeman had to 
throw that ball when they're first talking for nine hours and ended up getting RSI, fucked his elbow up, had to come in the next day in a sling. Really? Imagine doing that, nine hours in a row just like that. Fuck's sake, man, getting tennis elbow just thinking about it. You know what I mean? Fuck's sake, Frank. Um, I'll probably just go for how out of the blue the killing was, Frank. Aye, no, I wouldn't disagree with that. It's a bit, it's a bit. I mean, you would think that because he's such a that, that warden's a bit of a conniving bastard, you would just think of some other way, just pay some uh, guy to kill him or something like that. I think it could have been fixed if they maybe alluded to any other times he's done it. Maybe like um, if they maybe Aye, told you exactly. he's committed murder before, but Definitely. until that point, he's just a like a a dodgy a dodgy businessman, really a dodgy a dodgy yep. warden, and then I just fucking kills a kid. Uh, I understand I it. With that at all. I understand it. it propels the end of the film, but I, just, I was about out of the blue. But it's not. It's not, not is terrible. It, is it? Is it maybe meant I, to be a case of like escalation almost and crime? So mm-hmm. the guy, the warden, started out okay. Fair does. He's not a very fair warden or anything like that. But he's not a criminal. And then mm-hmm. um, he figures out to do that, like getting the prisoners to do work. And then he starts embezzling. And is it just a case of? The, the prison warden pretty much breaks bad. Right. I don't know, but you can see that the, the kid that he does it to is basically uh, the, the showroom has been one of the stupidest people in the prison. Aye. He could easily have been manipulated. Um, Definitely. It but, depends if you want to really cover your arse and do it, it's fine. But you could, It could easily have been manipulated. Uh, Tommy, uh, co- come and uh, walk into this. Uh, this is a boiler room, Tommy. See if you walk out that furnace earlier. <laughs> nice heat off it on you go, son. They, they, they could have used another trope. They could have kind of... It could have been in, like, I don't know, a- any room in the actual prison and the warden could have said, right, are you sure? Blah, blah, blah. Aye. And he could have left. And after he left, somebody could have come in with a shiv. And stabbed him about fifty that's, times. That's another classic one. Is all I they, they change his cell. Aye, aye, aye. And, so, but and they put him in with the this, psychopath that kills him. This must have been one of the only prisons in America where they don't have any roommates. I know. I was thinking I that. I, maybe I, it was a hang back in those days. You think? Maybe it was a hang back then, though, because obviously there wasn't as much. But it's a high security prison, though. Exactly. Is that not? Is that not a reason for to have no roommates? Aye, exactly. No, I, I I could be totally wrong here, but for what I know about, you know, watched a lot of prison documentaries, um, like the high security ones, you do get your own cell. I, 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 that, I, I think I, that makes sense. I, I thought they're all like kind of piled mm-hmm. about forty of them these days. No, that's like your state penitentiaries uh, in stuff in America. There's like fifteen guys in a in a, in a cell and all that. It's like oh, uh, Johnny the Johnny the shoplifter shoplifted a packet of crisps. Uh, meet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, David, David the Ripper. <laughs> David, um, David the Ripper. You'll be, you'll be up with him tonight. Uh, you're only in here for a couple of nights, so it's fine. You'll be out, you'll be out in the time. David the Ripper must have been caught. Hey, where's quick. the social bab and that guy who kills people and takes their faces? I'm right here, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've not done that tonight. Fuck's sake. Is it ratings next? Yes. And it's me. Ratings for the film. What's do the ratings? Okay, um, I'm going to go. On my screen, counterclockwise, so I'm going to start with Martin. How does your ratings? Um, I really wanted to... And your reasoning I, thereon. I really wanted to hate it, but it's just it's impossible to hate it. It's too good to hate. Um, Why would you want to hate it? Because... Just because uh, lots of folk like it. Aye. Um, That's like something I would do. That's like you slag me after did shit like that. No, I was legitimately... You know that hang me ass mark? Folk like us, I better fucking uh, try and hate this. See that Led Zeppelin? Shit. 
fucking Big Nicky hates Led Zeppelin. Just to be like, for that exact reason, but um, I think I'll give it a. <sighs> this is really difficult. Uh, it's because you're gonna look like a prick either way if you get a look. If you get a look, look like a prick anyway. Who cares? <laughs> um, I'll go for an eight. I think. That's a fucking. That's a that's a high score anyway. It's because um, it is it is really good though, but it's just not. So are you saying in a way, Martin, that the film won you over? Oh, I'd say it definitely won me over, I. But I, I never. Because <laughs> that's never, the one element of, of this that's been missing. You, I really wanted to hate it. Um, fucking XYZ. I'll keep it an 8, though. I know, I want to do a film I hate, but I just, just love films. <laughs> but you can't hate it, though, because Freeman's amazing and it, Robbins is amazing and it, the plot's amazing. There is nothing hateable about it. The only hateable thing about go. it is that everyone loves it. <laughs> fair play. Fair play, Roscoe. Um, I. Pretty much what Martin said as well. Like, the only hateable thing, and again, that is kind of held up by like people who... It's just not a favourite film, isn't it? No. I, it's held up by people that don't love and films. Not like that. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, it's just because of that, I think it, it does attract... I've never been wanting to bash on it, but I understand why Martin's saying like, he would he would love to hate it, but he can't. Um, Aye. I'm going to justify my score because this isn't even it's not even my favourite prison film um, it's not even my favourite prison film oh yours is scum isn't it? Aye, that's up there by the way it's not even my favourite <laughs> prison film by the same director um, or the, <laughs> oh there you go so, there you go because there's others are good you know what I mean even jumping right back to stuff like The Great Escape uh, Cool Hand Luke uh, even Escape for Alcatraz, jumping into comedies, you've got Stir Crazy. I, I, I love Escape for Alcatraz, man. Uh, Stir Crazy, you've got, I've got a soft spot for life with Eddie Murphy um, and Martin Holmes. Um, and uh, even if you want to get more serious and more real life stuff like uh, Hunger. Um, yep. So, but again, it's, it's, it's impossible to hate this film and it almost makes. I'm a, I'm generally a cynical person, and it's kind of impossible to be cynical about it as well. Um, so well, that's good. I I think Martin's get his score spot on, so I'm gonna just copy him and say any. Happy with yeah. that? I would have been unhappy if you gave it a seven point five. Saying I'd look as if I fucking love it. <laughs> I should have gave it a six. Alright, this is maybe where I would I would say that um, I, I'm going to be quite uncharacteristic here because. Um, you'd maybe think this is a type of film that I would, for some of the same reasons as you guys, go war on. But I think that some of that is quite unfair in terms. Of, I know you've given it high it scores. Unfair. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. totally no, unfair. I, 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 like, that's not why I've scored it the way. It's almost, it's almost like saying, well, if we were, if we were like, um, if we were not, we're no experts, but if we were not like film fans, we would give it a ten. Do you know what I mean? It's because there's a lot of people who would, but I like my films to have a wee bit more visual. Stuff happening. I like my films to be maybe be a wee bit more um, and like uh, just a wee bit more depth, a wee bit more ebb and flow. Like I say, the pace just seemed to be you kind of you're in the same gear from for two and a half hours. Like it does need to really shift to a second or third, and that doesn't. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't happen in it, but just the way that it comes at you, like like you say, Martin. That's why when you've got a guy getting murdered in cold blood with like a high powered rifle in the middle of it, it just seems to come out of nowhere, and it just doesn't fit the pace. 
of the film. It doesn't fit the, the tone of the film. Um, but all of that being said, it is extremely enjoyable. Um, uh, obviously, the casting is phenomenal. Just that that ragtag bunch of inmates is, uh, is so good. Like yep. you could sit and just watch them talking around the lunch table, like for so long. And I love I love it when we moments like that happen because they're cliche, but they're really enjoyable. Um, so, I, uh, long story short, I'm going to give it a seven, and I don't see that as a bad score. Um, because would is it the kind of thing I watch again this year? Probably not. Um, is it the kind of thing that I think deserves its hype? Probably not. Um, but it still deserves something positive, and I, the way I look at it, six and up is good. So it's a seven for me. Not even I'm not even going for the half. The half scores there. <laughs> we should so, have went uh, seven, Ross. <laughs> nah, I'm 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 um, still happy with giving it an eight. <laughs> Having having remorse now, you think oh, I should have been fucking harsher on that? No, no, I think I think uh, I think you've justified it as well, Barry. But guys, whether you like it or not, like uh, there probably will be people who listen who think it's just a pair of soppy shit. Like it's it's like kind of one of I, the highest rated films that's ever been made. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. Is, is that down to just the? Loads of people have seen it, and it's really good. Well, look, reg- regardless of what, regardless of where you come from, your own favourite film is your own ten, ten out of ten. Oh, of so it's completely deserving of that. So don't, please don't hate us, guys. No, I want, us, I want hate. <laughs> uh, Martin wants hate. Remember, uglypopodyssey at gmail dot com. Send your hate. Um, address it directly to Martin, though. Well, I can take it. Um, there, and we'll read it out. He's well up for it. Anyway, uh, Roscoe, do we have a Smarticus? No. Because I thought it was pretty much impossible to do one without asking you, like, what Bible verse was. Well, I've got, I've got a couple for you, um, right. just a couple off the cuff. Um, I'll, I'll I'll fill in the 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 Shawshank uh, Smarticus here, which isn't it really, but just a couple of interesting things. You've probably read them as well, but for the sake of putting you through the same turmoil of trying to get in first, we may as well do it. Joy. <laughs> So here we go. Martin's licking his lips. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. No, I'll be shaking this. Here we go. Um, no, just a couple of daffy things here. So um, so Andy steals $370,000 from the warden, right? So I'm going to ask you, to the nearest 100000 what is that in today's money? So it was $370,000 in 1966. What is that in today's money adjusted for inflation, two point. I'll give you a wee bit of time. Two point four million dollars. One point nine. Two point four. Ross goes the winner. It is two point seven. I know it was to the nearest thousand, but you know what I mean. In cases were close, so two point seven million dollars in today's money. Um, Could have bought a new boat with that. He's sitting sand, sanding <laughs> this old rusty hang. <laughs> That's it. Actually, a couple of the things I've I've kind of fucked this up because a couple of the things that I was going to ask you we actually spoke a bit earlier. Fuck it out. This is what. This is so why I'm you're still okay. No, 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 no. no. I'll, I'll, I'll throw one more at you. So Rita Hayworth is the first sort of darling that he puts up on his on his um, on his wall. So for one point, can you name two people? That Rita Hayworth was married to. Fuck. I mean, she was famously married like six times or something like that. Um, so. Many guesses to get unlimited. 
Um, Bogart. At first, to get to two. I think Bogart's right. Silence is. Carrie Grant. Nope. Are they right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Jimmy Stewart. I'm surprised he's haven't got the most famous one yet. Tell us if we're wrong, at least. Instead of you just staring at the screen ah, like that. He's, he's, uh-huh. he's, he's a rang. He's a rang. The most famous. Uh, Richard Burton. Nah. nah. Charles Chaplin. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he was cutting about that time. Uh, Groucho Marx. Right, he was... Uh, Okay, I mean <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, so good. Let's just say one of the one of one of the most sort of um, your favourite um, American director, screenwriter, producer, and actor, Martin Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think he'll get one of the other ones. That's why I six. I just thought he, I thought he should go Orson Welles, but um, but obviously no. Um, I'm not into the the gossip part of Hollywood. Are you fucking up? I know. <laughs> <laughs> she had a, 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 a regal partner in Prince Ali Aga Khan who apparently was some sultan or something like that you know somewhat like uh, what's her face with Prince the King of Monaco or whatever who was Grace it Grace Kelly Grace Kelly Grace Kelly yeah. I wonder what she saw in him so, there you go uh, I know no idea this is a smashing big bobby on him Oh, well, the Ferrari didn't do any good, did it? So, hey, but I think it was a Porsche, wasn't it? Mike, is this, was is this what we've resorted to? <laughs> we've resorted to what kind of motor did Grace Kelly die oh, in? Oh, man. Read it right in, please. please send, send your hate mail in. Anyway, I think we better round things off, eh? Thanks for listening once again to us rambling and giving <laughs> us an excuse to drink beer on a Monday night. Um, yep. Obviously, he has risen. Obvi- obviously, you know we've got Highlander to look forward to in the near future. But I think yeah. there might be uh, there can be only one. Maybe one or two others before then. If Martin's got anything to say about it, no, <laughs> I can't be asked right now. Nope. <laughs> we do, we do need one. I hate though, so I let's do it. You're not going to hate Highlander. Is like such a you film. It's unbelievable. We'll it's see. one that we, we should all agree on. It's we'll, so good. We'll see. Nope. Stay tuned. Cheers. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.